Well, you only live once, maybe not. And this life right now might be all we've got. So let's contemplate the hereafter while we speculate with some laughter about this grim thing that happens to us all after that final curtain call. But before you take that final breath, let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and today is kind of a different kind of day because, um, well, I recorded this episode back in June, and the reason why I'm actually doing this one today is because the people that I interviewed met on Halloween, and today is my birthday, Halloween. And I'm not bringing that up because it's my birthday, because honestly, I really don't usually care. That's something I was talking about with my wife. It's like, you know what? One thing that sucks about being born on Halloween is it's like you share your birthday with everybody. That kind of sucks. But in the same sense, it is kind of a cool birthday. So it's a double-edged sword. When I was a kid, I used to go trick-or-treating and let everybody know that I had, uh, you know, my birthday on Halloween so I'd get more candy. So, you know, at least I played it to my advantage. Anyway, um, I... Save this one because, uh, well, this is their anniversary of when they met. So I thought, yeah, let's let's save this and let's put this out when, uh, you know, when it's their anniversary. Of course, it's not going to come out till Monday, which is a second. But still, um, you know, something I noticed about this microphone, doesn't matter what angle I'm at. Whenever I take a breath, it sounds like I'm breathing all over you. So if it sounds like I'm, you know, trying to get in your personal space and hump your ears, well, I kind of am. Um, so I just got to say, I had this thing that I came across the other day and it's something I actually wanted to talk about and then it works out great because the the one person on this uh, episode their their names are Cat and Matt which I think is pretty cool um they have last names too but I'm just going to refer to them as Cat and Matt and uh um they met they're playwrights and Matt talks about something that is very inspirational in fact this whole episode is unconventional inspirational we had a lot of fun and Matt I use something he told me to this day where he applied for a position, and I'm not going to get into it, but let's just put it this way. It has something to do with this next topic I want to talk about, but he applied for a position with a, yeah, whatever, if I get it, I get it kind of thing, and it's something where it's like, how the hell did he do that? And he got this job that had nothing to do with what he had experience in, and it was an impressive job. So, um, yeah, you just, you got to listen to it for that, but Anyway, the reason why I bring that up is because I was watching a video the other day that describes the explanation of the different 11 theoretical slash known dimensions that we have. Um, And of course, there's the one dimension, which is, uh, well, they described it as a zero point, uh, but there's a one point or one dimension is just a point. Second is a line. Third uh, is, uh, actually, no, I take it back. There's zero dimensions, which is a point. One dimension would be a line. Two is a shape, like a rectangle or square or something. Three dimensional would be a cube. And then fourth dimension is that going through time, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. And it starts getting up in the area of the ninth and 10th dimensions. And it's talking about being able to bounce around through time and control space and essentially being a God at that point. And it made me think about, you know, there's that whole, I get a little woo-woo from time to time, that whole concept of of being able to control your vibration and being able to control your manifesting of, 
of your thoughts and things and everything. And one of the topics that it gets into is the concept of string theory, which taken for different types of uh, uh, concepts for it, it's basically zero point items, one billionth of one billionth of a centimeter. So they're like, they make molecules and atoms look like cities. And so these things are just, you, you almost can't even say microscopic. And they make up everything. They make up all the elements. They make up all of the, you know, atoms and, and protons and electrons and us and thoughts and everything. And so it's like, what if, you know, if all these different dimensions and multiverses and everything else all come down to the string, which is just a spaghetti of these little pixels almost. Well, hell, something that just occurred to me is that right there definitely can support the whole concept of um, us being in a simulation. But that's a whole nother topic of discussion. But what if that right there allows you to truly control and manifest your thoughts into things and change your vibration? Because you can't change things instantly because it would freak the human mind out if all of a sudden, you know, we start thinking about the 12th century and we wake up in Scotland with a suit of armor on, you'd go nuts. But what if over time you slowly are changing things that would make sense to where you're at in your existence, though it's slowly changing and that right there contributes to the whole mind over matter of being able to do better exercises or, you know, being able to, you know, have miraculous strength when your car had just run over your kid and you can lift a car, you know, those could be instances where it, it triggers quicker. But what if it's also a case where you are slowly making your situation better because you're thinking more positive, therefore positive energy, positive thought. Um, you know, and I've talked about this before. You can walk into a building and have it just feel like ugh, the energy in there. You can cut it with a knife, the tension. What if that's all that string just being all negative? You know, everybody's negative. It's rubbing off on each other. So positivity, not being a dick, like I've talked numerous times, but more so being positive in your own thoughts and being positive in your own outcome and, and not, you know, feeling that you are meant to do the thing that you want to do you know, not worrying about failure. And so therefore you're almost like shifting, you know, if you watch Mario, Mario, older games or different video games, the background is moving. The character stands still. What if your background is moving around you and your character stands still? So I don't know. It's just, I'm babbling at this point, but it's something I got excited about. You know, what if you can make the background change and you stand still just by this positivity? I don't know if that made any sense. Maybe it did, but it made sense to me, and I just wanted to share it to some degree. But hopefully, you know, you can start being more positive and have better outcomes in your life through positivity and getting geeked about life, so to speak. So here's my conversation with Matt and Kat. Um, and, and how you met and your background and, and just uh, what 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 your basic overall story is. I'd definitely like to learn more about that. Uh, I know you guys are playwrights, and that's also fascinating to me because I'm, I'm a filmmaker myself, and uh, I always love to talk to other creative types and just kind of get an idea where they're coming from. Well, I'll let Kat start because she's really good at telling the story of how we met. So, 
<laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> well, you know, really, it, it does like stem from my dad. Like it, to me, it, it all because I think we, you know, my belief is that we were meant to meet. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily believe that. Um, you know, I do think things happen for you have some control over how things happen, but I also think there's that randomness and mm-hmm. then there's also the kind of planned guidance. It totally. Um, yeah. I, I agree with that. So I think, um, you know, I think we were meant to meet. Um, and I think had my father not passed away, we would not have met. So, um, to me, the, the story does start with my father's death and, and my depression and uh, grief and trauma and all of that that uh, continued for a very long time after my father passed away. Um, You know, I was pretty much just withdrawn from everything because I thought when my father died, that was pretty much the end of my life um, as well because I never... He was the closest person to me, so I never had had to deal with the death of anything, and uh, much less two deaths, um, you know, 24 hours of the same person that I loved. Um, so so I, I was not equipped to deal with that. Yeah. That, well, how, how does that work? Like, what what happened? If you could tell me the story. If you don't mind, you know, tell me the story of uh, – you said he died twice in a day. Um, I mean, I, I, my mind tells me he went, they resuscitated him. They thought they had him. And then he went again. Uh, is that how it happened? Or was it something, something different from that? Uh, it was something different from that. I, um, okay. So, yes. So on a Wednesday, we, we took him, he was having abdominal pain. Mm-hmm. Um, took him to the ER and um, they decided to admit him, try to see where the um, pain you know, was originating, what was going on. So we left him that evening, um, and he was, you know, resting comfortably. We went back the next morning, and when we arrived, people were standing outside of his door, uh, which, you know, they appeared to be hospital people, but still didn't think anything um except maybe they're doing a test you know where people have to be outside the room or whatever yeah yeah training or something like that yeah so uh my mom was in front and uh she turned to me and i could see because they had said something to her um they told her that my father had passed away suddenly uh before we arrived and um, obviously, you know, that was completely unexpected because I called and checked on him that morning when yeah. I woke. And, you know, everything was, they said, you know, he'd had a good night and everything seemed, you know, great. Uh, and to get there and, and just to be told in the hallway like that, that, you know, he's taken a sudden turn and died on, you know, I, to me, that was... I, I don't even know what that felt like. Yeah. Um, so I was hysterical pretty much because I could not imagine that my father was dead. 
that's always been like the worst thing that I ever could imagine to happen. And uh, I didn't just, just uh, nothing about my mind could could uh, believe that it was it was true. And so I asked them like, is there a room that we can go to? Is you know can, because nobody like. I mean, you're just really in a hallway, and people are, like, from other rooms looking out at you in the hallway. Uh, you know, it's just very impersonal, and yeah. it's such a horrible moment. And so they said they would look for a, a room to take us to, and um, it was about 30 minutes. Uh, they had come back at one point and said they didn't have any place for us to go. So, I mean, we're just, like, hanging out in this in the hallway here with my dad dead and people just going about life and you know I can't go about life I'm just like yeah yours just halted so yeah um so then um my father I see my father in a wheelchair like being pushed down the hallway towards me and I think um you know, I'm hallucinating <laughs> or I'm having a nervous breakdown or, or I've died as well. And, you know, me and my dad are in the same place, wherever huh. that might be, uh, which it would be in the hospital. Yeah. But, you know, Welcome to eternity. Exactly like that. But, um, you know, I mean, so he's alive. Um, they have mixed the patients up. And, um, oh my God, so it, wasn't, it wasn't my dad that was dead. And so, you know, for a second, you're, I, of course, you're relieved. And, you know, I went to my dad and I'm, he's like, what is wrong with you? Because Holy I'm like, oh, daddy. Shit. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, um, but, but also it's very real for that 30 minutes. Oh yeah. hundred percent. reason. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, but, and, and so it's, but then when he comes out, but okay, I totally see now why this is not what I was thinking. So, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. All right. So, um, you know, the, I, I, I stayed in, um, kind of a trance the rest of that day. I was happy to see my dad, of course, Oh and, yeah. but I did snap out of it. Like you can't just go, or I couldn't just go from, my dad is alive and that he's dead and you know now he's alive but i mean it didn't erase that 30 minutes there's i was still in a it was traumatic oh, so sure. i still yeah. the whole thing was just like trying to get through the day um so we went home that evening and you know very thankful to like get home and just try to relax from what it was the most stressful day of my life at that point. And um, about 5.30 that morning, the phone rang. I could see it was the hospital number. And uh, that's, you know, usually not a good sign. And I answered, and um, she told me that uh, my father's heart rate had slowed and we needed to come to the hospital. And... Um, so I asked her if he'd been moved to ICU and, um, you know, so we had, I won't really go into that so much just to say that um, my father passed away within minutes uh, before I could even get out the door to oh, go to the God. hospital. And he was, you know, first 
really did this time. Um, although, you know, in your mind, uh, I don't think I ever, I don't think that I ever was over the first death at that point. So it was like hearing it, but it, it didn't have the same impact as hearing it the first time. And uh, it, it would be, you know, it, it would be over a year that I continued pretty much in this fog of just not think, not being able to connect to anything, enjoy anything. Uh, I just withdrew from everything. And so that's kind of how Matt comes into the picture. Um, so I don't know if he wants to pick up from there or. I just want to. I, I can honestly, it makes sense though that the second time wouldn't be as impactful, even though the second time was the real time. The first right. time was that initial shock of the possibility. It's almost how much, yeah. how much later, and then, and I definitely want to get into Matt's side of it here, but, but, uh, I mean, I, I am a weirdo and I'm fascinated with death. So, <laughs> I mean, this is the, the, the whole topic, but, but it's not even so much that. It's not from a creepy standpoint, it's more from the, the, you know, again, the, what happens when we're gone kind of thing. What, uh, with your dad, what, how much later was it when he actually did have the, the abdominal or not the abdominal pains, but the, his, his, uh, 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 rates and everything, his blood pressure and everything starting to drop. Like after you had that initial shock and then you went home, how much later was it that they finally, that they ended up calling you to tell you that? Yeah. So, um, the, the first, death, um, you know, that they told us in the hallway uh, was around 10 o'clock um, on the, the on the Thursday morning, and then it would have been 5.30 on the Friday morning. So, um, you know, not even 24 not hours. Even, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, the, and, and you probably... I would have, if it was me, I would almost not have believed them. I'd have been like, okay, you got the wrong patient again because you guys are incompetent kind of thing. Uh, I did, I did have that conversation with the nurse um, because I said, you know, you just told me the same thing yesterday. So how do I know that it's, you know, it's my dad. And uh, so she, she told me a couple of things that my dad had said to her and I knew it was my dad. Um, wow. I, I knew it was him. So, um, yeah, so, okay, so Matt, uh, I gotta, I gotta see how you fit into the whole equation here. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I knew nothing of, you know, any of this until after Kat told me, obviously. Um, so, you know, this, uh, the website Quora? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's a place where you can go and ask questions and people give you their opinions and answer your questions and that sort of thing. You know, I, I so, just uh, got to say something about Cora. I've noticed that probably 50% of the questions that I see come through, because I got Cora comes through my feed are related to IQ. It's like, I don't know what people's fascination is with IQ on Cora. <laughs> it's like, what, you know, it's like, I've got an IQ of this, or how do I raise my IQ? Or what does an IQ of this mean? And blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, wow, they should just call it I. Quora or something, you know. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, so sorry, I just had to interject that. <laughs> uh, I guess it depends on your experience there. So um, true. Uh, so I, 
Uh, I had responded to a question from a guy there who he was in his mid to late twenties, and uh, he was he posted a question about like um, he was concerned about his friends were all more successful than he was, and he didn't feel like his life was worth living, and uh, you know he just like how can he you know how can he move on when they're all doing so well and he's not so. Uh, Basically, what I did was I told him a little bit about my story, which is um, kind of interesting <laughs> in that a lot of things have happened since then. <laughs> but uh, uh, basically, I told him, you know, uh, some of the things that have happened in my life, uh, just to give you an overview, um, I grew up in a relatively poor family. Um, my mother passed away when I was younger. Uh, I quit school at 15, um, pretty much on my own since then. Um, and uh, this bad marriage, uh, she was addicted to various things and uh, had a son. Uh, I was a single parent, um, kind of just drifting along through life. And... Uh, uh, I got married a second time. Things were started going much better. Um, worked a great job in biotech. Um, and the same week I got laid off from that job, I think it was like eight years later since I, from when I started, uh, the same week I found out I had a brain tumor. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a bad week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, uh, I dealt with that and, um, uh, you know, all, all the things that happened during that time, you know, lost my house, cars, you know, obviously income yeah. was a problem. Um, and then uh, things started looking up uh, after that. Uh, I One day I got an email about a job at Cornell University. Uh, designing stuff in uh, particle physics lab. Oh wow! Nice. And I applied. I applied as a joke, thinking, you know, <laughs> I know zero about particle particle physics, but wouldn't it be funny if? <laughs> and I ended up getting a job. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> which which was kind of ironic because I, you know, I had quit school and had never gone to college or anything. Uh, just turned out that I knew the software that they used. And, that's uh, you know what? That's what I'm. I've I know not. I should say more people than that have that don't have degrees and do have degrees. But I know a good number of people who don't have. My brother, he never got the degree, but he does programming. It's a, it's a lot of times. If and the, the, for people listening out there, a lot of times I had a friend tell me he's like his his mom works in uh, HR and said. You know, even though what they put on there is the requirements, that is their dream list. You met all those things. You just didn't have the degree. They're not expecting to get all those points. But if they can see in you, you know the software, you're good enough to do the job. You don't need that piece of paper. Honestly, I personally, I got an art degree, so it's worth about as much as, a you know, Kleenex. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like you don't, and I'm working in IT. It has nothing to do with art. So it's like, I personally think, if they can see 
You've got the competency. You have the ability to learn what they want you to learn, you know, because you can go to school for programming. But when you go do programming at, at such and such company, they're going to teach you how they want it anyway. They want to see that competency. Yeah. So, you know, you did it. There must have been something on there. Probably the biotech stuff that was on there that impressed them. You know, so anyway, yeah, I just, um, but it is funny that you applied as a farce and you got it in this, you know, this highly technical industry. That's awesome. So continue. I, I love that. I love hearing about that kind of stuff. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it shakes the system, you know, and I love that. So. Yeah. I mean, no one was surprised more than I was, to be honest <laughs> with you. In fact, I think even, even during the interview, um, you know, he said, uh, I forget what the question was, but I said, you, you do realize I know nothing about particle physics, right? <laughs> like, yeah. <That> is <laughs> yeah. Don't awesome. worry. We can teach you that part. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's so, it, totally. <laughs> so I, anyway, I did that for about five years and, uh, I, at some point during my five years, um, I was promoted to an engineering position, even though I didn't have the degree, I was still doing the work that, the engineer, you know, engineers did. And, uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. There were only two problems with the job. And, uh, one of them was that, you know, it being, uh, you know, academic didn't, didn't pay so well. Mm-hmm. And then the other was that it was in the central New York where it snows incessantly. Yeah. So, uh, I was, you know, I, I considered, you know, well, do I want to do this or keep doing this? So uh, about that time, a magazine contacted me and asked to do a story about me. I guess they felt it was interesting that someone who had never gone to school was now, or had quit school, was designing particle accelerators for an Ivy League university. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I love it. I love <laughs> so, uh, it. So then a, uh, one of the largest engineering companies in the U S, uh, contacted me. Apparently someone had read that story when it came out and asked me if I was interested in working on a nuclear project for Oak Ridge labs down in uh, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Uh And, um, that's where they developed the, uh, nuclear material for the first atomic bomb. And, uh, Okay. That's been around for a long time. Uh, They're revamping everything there. So um, I decided, you know, at first I said, no, I'm not. And uh, then they kept after me and finally threw out some money figures. And it was significantly more than I was making. And it was, you know, I figured at the time, all right, it's Tennessee. So, you know, that would be cool. It Uh probably doesn't snow much there. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, I finally accepted the offer and uh, left, and I ended up in Northern Virginia because that's where the headquarters were that I was going to be working out of. Okay. So I worked on that. I worked on that project for a couple of years, and uh, then they went into construction, so uh, design wasn't needed anymore. And um, uh, so I moved back to New York for a little bit because uh, my family is still there, and uh, I figured I. You know, it'd been like 18 years since I had been living near them, and uh, it might be nice. <laughs> and I got there, and you know, I think I was there for 11 months, and I uh, was contacted again by the same company I worked for 
in Virginia, and they have a project here in Kentucky that uh, uh, they designed a process to destroy chemical weapons that the U.S. has. Mm. And um, so I came to work down here, and again, you know, we went through the whole design process and validation of the design, and uh, they're actually in operations now, and uh, design isn't needed, so uh, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> but, um, so at while I, you know, shortly after I moved here, Cat um, had read the uh, answer that I posted to this guy, and it was basically, um, you know, you asked what you can do, uh, you know, to improve your life and it was basically stop worrying about what everyone else is doing and enjoy what you're doing so um nice she found she found something interesting in that and uh she contacted me and you know because she wanted to hear more not knowing that i was in kentucky um and you know not knowing if i would respond but i did and uh at some point during our conversations uh she said, I, I want to write a play, and uh, I want you to be the subject of it. So, uh, <laughs> and I was, at first I was like, you know, is this woman crazy? Or, you know, who asked out of the blue, like, I want to write a play about it. So, so she gave me, gave me her website, and uh, I went and looked at it. And sure enough, she's legit. Uh, she's... I uh, had a few, I think she's got like three plays published and nice. uh, one That's... of them has been performed all over the country and outside the U.S. and stuff. And, uh, you know, so uh, what's, what's she that, wrote uh, the first. What's the, what's the, the one that's been performed all over. And in fact, if you know what, I'll, I, I want to get links to, uh, uh, to these so I can share that in the show notes. Cause I want to, I want to check out, check them out. Cause uh, that, that's exciting. You know, the fact that, that she's got prolific, you know, types of, of, of works out there. So I, awesome. Uh, this is very exciting for me on both sides, you know? So, and, and that, that key thing that stop worrying about what others, you know, others are doing, that is, that's something I'm just now starting to learn. I'm almost 50. You know, I'm just now finally starting to realize that, you know, somebody was ex- explained it to me is that when you're seeing other people's success, you're seeing their highlight reel. You're seeing, you're right, seeing yeah. those, you know, the the trailer for the movie that is their life, essentially. You know, you're not seeing all the shit they had to go through to get there, and and sometimes right, people don't yeah. have to go through that, but sometimes they do, and you know, see, so yeah, you got to stop comparing yourself. So I love that, but uh, okay, yeah. I, continue. Sorry, I, just, uh, I keep interjecting here, but I <laughs> this is good stuff. That's <laughs> <No>, fine. <laughs> Um, so the name of the play is May I Have Your Attention, Please? And uh, <laughs> it's actually about suicide. Um, oh, and I and, just laughed. You know, that's, that's great. <laughs> well, that oh, no. Because death is a theme of my writing. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she so always, this is very fitting. She, <laughs> she's always killing someone off in one of her plays. <laughs> Or trying to. <laughs> so, what's the one about about so, uh, uh, your life called? Uh, it's called Unstoppable by Design. Nice. Um, yeah. It's, uh, so she wrote the first draft of the play and uh, sent it to me, and um, uh, we had discussions about it. There were things in the play that she 
wanted to keep and there were things in the play that I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> she had me had me crying at one point and oh, wow. uh, it's not something that I would typically do. So, um, <laughs> so we went, you know, uh, basically she agreed to let me, um, you know, write or, you know, let me have whatever I wanted in the play. And we went through it and, uh, you know, rewrote it to, um, uh, more closely match the reality of the way things were and stuff. And, um, it's done, you know, it's, it's done pretty well. Uh, won the, uh, uh, Kentucky Theater Association playwriting contest nice. last year. Do you, and, do you have um, a, a video recording of it all by chance? Uh, I don't know if it's video. Do we, Kat? Um, we, we, we do have a reading version um, on video. Is that the first the first time it was read? Um, In Winchester? Or... Uh, I, I think uh, we have the, like the link camp. I, I think oh, okay. Have, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think we have it somewhere and we can send a link for that. Or yeah. I'd be whatever. curious about it. That's, uh, but, um, I, I, I think it's, it's wild that, uh, that is one of those serendipitous type moments though, you know, where she happened. I, I believe like getting back to what you said earlier, Kat, about the whole, you know, not necessarily everything happens, uh, uh, for a reason kind of thing and all that. I mean, I do believe in that to some degree on certain things, like you said, but there are certain moments in life that I do believe can change everything. Like I'll, and this is going to sound yeah. ridiculous. I've brought this up before is my son would not exist if my wife didn't get her toe licked by one of our cats. And so the reason, <laughs> the reason is, is she, so here's what happened in a nutshell. She went to go. Well, get do we really want to know? <laughs> well, so it sounds ridiculous, but so basically in a nutshell, what happened is she went to go get a cat from this, this friend of hers knew a guy who had, they had a stray that would always choose his garage to have litters. And so she wanted a cat cause she had already had a cat and she was living on her own and she wanted to have a companion for her already existing cat. She went and got this one cat there, brought it home, and then her friend was like, well, I want to go get a kitten too. So she went, and then at that point, a third kitten ended up coming up and licking my wife on the toe, the eight-week-old kitten. She took the kitten. She was like, oh, I got to take this one too. Brought it home. Anyways, we ended up with three of those cats from that litter and because the friend wanted to get rid of her kitten when it was about five months old. So um, the cat licked her on the toe. Well, and the reason why this is actually why my son came to be is I was working at this co this cable company doing tech support. And uh, mind you, I said I got an art degree. I can't stand doing IT, but, you know, that's the world I live in now. Um, I was working mm. doing tech support, and she and I were both smokers. Well, she had quit smoking, but her cat broke his knee and ended up having like an $1,800 bill or something, which started her to start smoking because she started smoking. She would talk with me. We got to know each other better, and, you know, the rest is history. So then we ended up dating, and we got married, and we had a kid, et cetera, et cetera. But if that, if she hadn't, have, if the cat hadn't have licked her toe, she would have never taken the cat home. The cat would have never broken his knee, and she might have started smoking later, you know, or never smoking again. And it was because we, you know, right. we both have quit smoking since then. So, you know, it's been about 15 years now. But um, 
that right there, if you hadn't have woken up that morning and seen that article in Quora and written that particular article, or not article, but response to that guy, you and Cat, oops, you and Cat would have never met. You know? Yeah, it, it's, it's probably, probably true. Yeah. You know, I mean, and granted, my wife and I, our lives intertwined so many times. We went to high school together. We met, you know, we had mutual friends and things like that. But it took that cat licking her toe for her to, you know, to ultimately start smoking again, which is how we really got to know each other. Yeah, I mean, for all you know, you and Cat had different things that maybe, you know, your paths had crossed, but you didn't know it. You know, for example, you know, you were both in, a, in the same airport at the same time or who knows what, you know. But I right. do believe that there is something, something that uh, 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 happens in those certain moments, those serendipitous moments, because – then you then you make that real connection, you know. So that I just I, I find that interesting that that little article, that little response that you made, which of course hopefully helped the help that kid. Have you or that guy? Have you heard from him at all since then? I don't know. Um, I've gotten uh, quite a few responses to that. I think uh, hundred and hundred and forty some thousand people have read it. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah. So you've you've touched okay. people with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it, gotten like three, three thousand upvotes or whatever it is. There you know. go. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, it it it's it's one of those things that I am like I said, I'm only now understanding. But there must be something about how you wrote it because I've heard that whole you know focus on yourself kind of thing. But you saying it now in this context makes more sense than you know me being a 25 year old kid having heard it. There must be something in that article right, yeah. that you wrote that gravitated towards more you know and cat just had the guts to say i'm gonna contact this guy you know and, and, and who would have thought <laughs> <laughs> so. uh you know i i think uh probably it was just the honesty of you know putting my experiences out there and yes you know um i you know letting people draw their own conclusions from it totally i believe in being honest i don't exaggerate i don't you know i don't I I don't sit there and try and make something bigger because I think there's a lot more gravity in honesty when it's especially when you could be honest and it's that unbelievable, you know. Uh, uh, someone yeah. who left high school at 15 is now working in particle physics. <laughs> you know, it's it's you don't yeah. hear about the, my dad. I'll be honest, my dad he was in nuclear nuclear physics himself, but he had to get a master's degree or so he thought. Maybe he didn't. You know, but this was in the fifties and sixties and stuff. So, you know, but it's 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 interesting. For all we know, you and him uh, had worked in some of the similar kinds of places. And that's you know, uh, he died, of course, in the early eighties. But um, the 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 thing is, is that uh, uh, you know, it was just assumed you go to a university, you get yourself your master's degree, you know, and then you can you can do right. these kinds of things. You proved that whole system wrong, and that right there struck a chord with people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could be. I mean, it could be all the diversity that I've, you know, like uh, dealt with. And, you know, I've always felt like it's my life, my rules. And you there know, you go. I have to suffer. I have to suffer the consequences for the decisions I make, too. And, um, you know, not everything has been uh, has been good. Of I mean, course not. Uh, well, uh, there's been. You have to experience shit to, to appreciate the good. 
If everything oh, yeah, was cherry definitely. in your life, you know, there's there's been there's been historical studies of like ancient Rome where they had all the the pleasures and everything. And when when they had all the food they wanted and all the orgies or whatever the hell it was, they finally got to the point where it was like, OK, that was not enough. So then they started having to do, you know, real depraved things of feeding peasants to the lions and, you know, having right. having maidens swimming. In, you know, it, it's I think there's a good there's a, a balance between. You know, everybody has has the stuff on the plate. There's only so much. You know, you you can only deal with what you can deal with, and and certain people can deal with more. And some people, you know, they right. stub their toe and they'll complain about it for a week. You know, it's just it's. But you still need to have that. You you need to have some adversity for you to appreciate the good stuff. And there are people who don't well, ever have that adversity and they don't appreciate the good stuff. Well, for me, I, I, you know, I always felt it was just like, you know, it's just my life, you know, and yeah. whatever happened, happened, you know, I didn't see anything as like good or bad or whatever. Um, sure. Certainly things were, you know, some things were better than others, but, uh, of course. you know, I, I just always felt it was, uh, you know, no big deal. And, um, well, it's cause what, that's what I you said, knew. Yeah. Yeah. So when Kat contacted me and said, I want to write a play because I find your story fascinating and all that, I was kind of like, really? (laughs) 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 So, uh, she could tell you a little bit more what happened from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I mean, I guess thinking back on it, uh, like in my before daddy's death personality, it would not have seemed that strange for me just to contact Matt and say, you know, I read this, I'm going to write a play about you. Um, because I'm kind of like that. Um, but you know, after daddy had died and I was not uh, communicating or whatever, um, I I think just reading the, the response from Matt was very compassionate. I thought, um, you know, that he had taken the time for a total stranger to um, share these details and try to help him. And um, so to me that um, there was something about that that made me, you know, just think this um, this person and especially because I, I was a former high school teacher. So okay. the fact that he dropped out of high school and got the job at Cornell, <laughs> uh, that's really the part that I saw in the uh, Cora response. So I'm thinking, you know, that would make a very nice play. Yeah. And I also wanted to know, like, how, you know, how did it work? Because most of the students that I had that dropped out, they did not find success um, and certainly they didn't end up working at Cornell. So, um, see, I only know of like four that that happened to. (laughs) 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 So, you know, I I think that is, um, you know, that is what made me think like, well, I don't have anything to lose anyways. And I just sent the email off. And the chorus thing had been written like a couple of years so before this happened. So, you know, it was an older piece. I didn't know if he would even, if he was still on there, if he would get the message, uh, if he would respond. But it didn't really matter at that point. I mean, it was just 
you know, send it off and see. But he responded very quickly. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't think about, like, you know, he's going to think I'm crazy or anything like that. Because, you know, if you are crazy, you're not thinking other people, you know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly, Um, yeah. That's that's... Right. So, you know, it seemed normal. But, um, you know, I'm thinking he's in New York. um, And I have no idea we're in the same state. So, you know, as things go on, I mean, and this was on Halloween, too, so I have to say that, because I know you said uh, you know, that's your birthday. But, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we, we, we meet on Halloween, or make our first connection on Halloween, <laughs> and uh, we're, we end up in the same state, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's really been so bizarre, and, um you know, whether he really thought it was crazy for a time or whatever, he never, I never got that impression. So, uh, you know, we just, I'm believing the fifth. <laughs> we just, uh, I don't know, we just made a unique connection. Oh, and, definitely, yeah. um, so, um, you know, from there, I thought, uh, you know, I'll write the play and I was that was that gave me some excitement about life again there yeah you know creating a purpose and you know somebody to look forward to talking to each day and that kind of thing um but then I thought you know once the play was done you know that could have easily been the end of you know I mean our our work together was finished I mean it could have been but, um, you know, it hasn't stopped. And so um, here we are, like a year and a half into, you know, every day. We, like, we haven't missed one day of um, communicating. And now we have, like, more plays that we've written together. And a <laughs> first book has come out. And, um, you know, so it's just, it's just been an amazing, beautiful something out of a tragedy uh, at least in, in my perspective of life, it, that's how it is. Yeah, no, I mean, in in being a, a, a myself a creative type person, I know having something that you can create uh, gives you some purpose. You know, gives you some, and and it was probably enough of a of a distraction and a focus changing thing that was allowing you to get out of your, you know. Uh, funk, uh, basically, and now you're you're moving at a at a greater momentum, and you're you know you're starting to 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 do other things, and so yeah, that's that's in of itself is exciting because I know uh, when I don't when I don't have the opportunities, you know, speaking for myself, when I don't have the opportunity to do something creative, I I have a tendency to just fall into a very blah kind of existence you know and and there are people yeah. who, who don't need that but but as a creative i do as a creative you do you know and yeah. and so it's great that you know you've got uh now you've got a a creative partner to work with that chris you know that that you've talked to he he's one of those people for me you know he and i in fact we're working on a on a project right now you know and it's he's living in uh california now and i'm in denver here but but we're able to still with that's one nice thing with the internet is you can still be creative. You can do things long distance, you know, and we're bringing a friend who lives up in Portland into the project as well. So, you know, it's, it's one of those, uh, 
I, I think that if you can have something that you love doing, it helps fill in some of those gaps, you know? But, um, yeah, we, we, uh, are sort of taking it to the next level. Definitely. Um, like Kat said, we have a book coming, coming out probably next month called love and jello. And, uh, <laughs> love it. uh, we also wrote another book based on sort of similar to the play. It's also going to be called unstoppable by design, which will have more stories and, you know, more, lessons learned kind of thing. Um, and hopefully that'll help some people as well. Uh, we have ideas for probably, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 more books, uh, you know, plays, um, cartoon series. <laughs> we yes. started writing a, writing a TV series. Uh, so, and then we also have the podcast that we're doing, which is called backstory sessions. Oh, nice. And, okay. um, yeah, so you know we've we've evolved into this. You know, uh, it's a bigger thing, and you know, at some point, you know, Kat's Kat's retired now. She taught English and drama for about twenty five years. Kat, oh nice, twenty seven, but twenty seven, and um, you know, me getting involved in writing and stuff. Like, I had never written anything. I mean, you know, aside from like the post on Quora and a couple you know, Facebook posts or whatever. But, hey, where, uh, where did you, where'd you get your education in particle physics again? I did not. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've proven yeah, you don't so, need to have I'm, training or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I just never knew that I had the ability had to totally, write. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But it's, 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 uh, it's, it's interesting that, uh, um, you know, you've got going from a traditional left brain type of thing, which is, you know, the scientific, the, 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 the statistical, logical function of, of physics and things like that. And yeah, you probably never thought you had it in you. And now you're finding that, no, you actually have, have it very much. And, and well, and it showed enough for Kat to reach out in the fact, like you said, writing that response on that Quora thing, um, you clearly were able to articulate yourself and put emotion into it, which is, that's what, that's what writing's about, you know, at least as far as yeah. I'm aware of. So, yeah, I just, you know, uh, I just write because it's, it's fun and, you know, it helps me get like the shit that's rolling around in my brain. It helps get it out so yeah. I can put more crap in there, you know, <laughs> so, uh, wipe the hard drive so you can fill it back up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, I always, I always have like ideas of things that we can do and work on and stuff. And uh, at some point, I'm going to make the jump and actually do that full time. There you go. Her. That's I, I get it. I would love to be able to get to that point of being able to just do something creative, something I love. Because yeah, I'm, I've, I've got dozens of ideas and things like that. But it's a matter of okay, which one do I focus on? Which one do I take the leap on? Um, and of right. course, how do I keep the lights on? You know, so it's, it's, well, yeah, there. That that's what I'm struggling that's with. That's the now. big one, right for for me. Yeah, if it was yeah. if the lights and all that with the food was not an issue, I'd be trying them all. You know, but um, well, you know, there's a theory that says, um, and Kat and I have talked about this, and we actually did a podcast about it recently. Uh, it was it's called Burn the Boats, which I think was I think 
Tony Robbins or one of those guys had said. And basically what you have to do is, you know, you just have to jump in and focus on what you're doing and create a situation where there's no chance of you retreating back to where you were before. Like, you know, like, uh, you quit your job and, you know, the only way that you can, you know, you can survive is to pursue this passion that you have and move forward with it rather than go back. That's that I, and, and I've heard similar kinds of things and it's, it's, it's just one of those things. If I guess if it was just me, I would be more inclined to do that. But having, you know, right, yeah. rent and, you know, a son and a wife and et cetera, et cetera. Because, um, yeah. yeah, I would I would have more of an inclination to go that route. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, when you leave yourself no options, you definitely get a lot more hungry. Yeah, yeah. So, that I mean, that's kind of where I am. I'm not saying I'm going to quit my job tomorrow, although it would be nice. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> That's only because tomorrow's Sunday. That's well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm foiled by the days of the week. There you go. Yes, exactly. But um, so I want to bring up because you both you both had, you know, kind of a touch. I mean, in different ways, uh, uh, you know, with the uh, the topic of the podcast, that being, you know, death. Um you mentioned you had a brain tumor, and I know that's something that, you know, you're kind of wondering the what if of what's going to happen. Cat, of course, had, you know, the uh, uh, the experience with her dad um, having gone through that emotion twice. Um, what uh, I, I'll ask you individually, you know, and, and I'm not looking for any answer. I'm always looking for different perspectives. I've heard some that have just blown my mind and I've heard some that are a little more traditional, you know, and I'm just kind of, I'm kind of curious what, what the two of you think happens when, when we are gone, like what happens when we die? In other words, does it, does the consciousness go on? Is there a, a heaven hell kind of thing? I, what, what, what do you think? Uh, we'll start with you, Matt. What do you think happens when we're gone? Well, I think physically you're just, you know, you're just there. Right. Um, as far as like, your spirit or whatever. I mean, I'm not very religious. I, I'm uh, not either, to be honest. Do, yeah, I mean, I do believe in, you know, like, uh, I do believe in, like, God and Jesus and all that. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, maybe a heaven and hell, but I think the, uh, you know, what those might be, for me, might be a little different. Um, you know, you could... I guess there's a little bit of reincarnation that I believe in. Mm-hmm. You might come back as a as a rock on the side of a highway in uh, Arizona, or uh, <laughs> you know that sort of thing. I've, I've, and I guess I've never re- heard the the concept of reincarnation <laughs> coming back as a rock. I do. Uh, maybe that's hell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not heaven. Yeah, right. <laughs> unless you're a rock, <laughs> or you really love heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. No, but that, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I hate snow. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think you know, like for me, like life and you know, like your legacy and things like that are probably more dependent on the like the people that you you touched during your life. I um, agree. Your yeah. life. Um, 
And I think you're, you know, you live on because the memories that people have of you live on. And to me, that's really the most important thing. I mean, uh, if I end up in a, you know, however I end up, um, you know, that that's fine. But I just want people to think, you know, remember me fondly, I guess. Okay. And I, you know, uh, I don't know, like... Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I just don't have a concrete, like, belief in what happens after. Um, but, and that's, you know, the, you know it, that's totally fine. I mean, because that's the reason, that's the whole point of the question is because no one does. No one has a real idea. Right, yeah. You know, there are those who, yeah. who are 99% certain, but no one can be 100%. And that's one thing is, is you know, and... I, and, and it's the big irony or the big joke is, you know, from nature is, is you don't get the answer until you're gone. And that's why it's a fascinating topic to me because everybody's got a different take. You know, yours is the first rock story, but I like it. Um, (laughs) And uh, (laughs) everybody has a different kind of take though on, on what happens, you know? Um, So, so cat, what, what do you think? What, what do you think happens when, when we're gone? Well, you know, I I was raised uh, in a religious um, kind of belief system. Mm-hmm. I, you know, was in church for uh, much of my early life, and um, I went even to a Christian college, oh, wow. uh, Baptist okay. faith. So, um, you know, that was my. I would say what I was brought up to believe happened is that there was heaven and hell and you were saved or you weren't saved. uh, And that would determine where you spend eternity. Um, You know, I've always been like a person that questions things. (laughs) And even though that's the way I was brought up, um, you know, I always, I always like, I look for facts. I look for things to support what people tell me. And so I never just like bought into it. But I mean, there is an influence, of course, um, to the way that you're brought up to believe. So, of course, um, yeah. you know, since, since that time, um, you know, I've, um, I've wondered because you can't, as you say, ever know a hundred percent. Um, you know, I, when my dad passed away, I, I want now so much to believe that, you know, that is true, mm-hmm. that um, we will be reunited at some point, um, because the thought of never seeing him again, um, you know, that makes me sad. But then I, you know, I think like, is that why we you know, is that why people believe this is because it brings comfort to them to think, you know, uh, this is not the last time we're going to be able to be together. So, you know, I don't know if that's what happens. Um, there, in my mind, you know, I've never like, cause people say that, um, you know, ghosts or spirits or whatever come back of their loved one. I mean, I've never had any uh, experience like that. I've never, 
see my dad in any form, uh, you know, other than in the hospital when, you know, I thought he was a ghost at that point. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, otherwise, like, I I would probably be terrified if, if all of a sudden my dad popped up, you know, um, or something like that. So, you know, in, in that way, I think that there's a certain... Um, schedule of things and you can't go back like we'll never you know I just have to realize we will never have what we had from you know my life until he died that that is gone Mm -hmm. and I've accepted that um but I think like for me because I have friends you know that it's like the scientific like well this is what happens to the body and then you know that's it you're you're decomposed and that's the end of you so to me i i can't buy into that philosophy either i can't either Um, yeah there's a consciousness uh, that has to go somewhere yeah i think you know what is the point of it all um there is no point (laughs) yeah that is exactly there really is no specific point i mean it's it's I, I I believe in some form of greater power, you know, something that had to put the, uh, uh, the, the they, they call the Big Bang, you know, everything started from something about the size of an acorn. Okay, what put the acorn there, you know? And, I, and I've said, it's like, whether we're some kind of, you know, alien species social experiment and, uh, you know, they're, they're just kind of watching us through, you know, magnifying glasses and we're in a big Petri dish or there's something that actually did want to make some kind of connection with us or started in the beginning, you know, to make connection with us and started telling us to, you know, kill our sons to prove that we love them. Um, and, you know, to, to quote things from the Bible and then said, no, I was just testing you. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But yeah, but, I agree. That whole questioning, I, I, I can't just blindly follow it. Well, I, we asked this question on our um, Facebook page for our podcast and cause we knew where we told them we were going to be on, on your podcast. Nice. It's going to be a topic. And, um, you know, one person had a really, I thought interesting, like if I could choose how it would be, um, this sounded pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, her belief was that, you know, that your energy, like when you die, your energy goes into these other things. And there's things that you um, were attached to in some way or um, were meaningful to you in life. And that, you know, the energy just continues on like that. And so, you know, when I think of it like that, I could think like, you know, my dad, he loved like CD players and gadgets (laughs) and 8-track players. You know, so I could see like his energy going into, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. uh, that brings comfort to me, you know, just to think that he's like in that CD player, that record player, you know. Totally. Can you fix my internet? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a, well, there's what a, what's that police album, Ghost in the Machine? You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, that's that's an interesting take, though, of 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 putting, uh, uh, you know, the energy going into something you love. I like that concept as well. I mean, and, and again, I, I'm I'm open to you know anything. I I also do believe in some form of potential for a multiverse, you know, multi universe um, potential for 
again, the reincarnation, the whole uh, uh, superposition where we are living in all possibilities of our life at the same time. And then, you know, when when one dies off, it just I, I kind of visualize it sometimes where one when one version dies off, it just kind of goes back to that um, ground zero for all of the existences. And then when they're done, they move on to something else. You know, I mean, that's there are people who theorize that there are every decision you make can spawn off another branch of a, uh, uh, you know, I picture that, that chart that doc Brown writes for Marty, where if he get, you know, he goes and it spawns off another thing where when he goes back and fixes time, you know, which, which of course, if time travel was even a thing that would be theoretically impossible because you'd have to have every single microsecond re redone correctly. Um, but you know, it's, I, I, I like that. I like that idea, though, that that your energy goes into what you love. You know, maybe it goes into paintings. Maybe it goes into, you know, whatever happens to be music. It goes, music right. Yeah. Or maybe that maybe that's what the muses were back in the uh, back in ancient Greece or whatever, where were spirits of people who loved the arts that went and came to somebody in a thought. And all of a sudden they wrote this play or they wrote, you know, and we just t- deemed it as a muse. And. That's what muses really are, is is somebody's spirit who is a fan of music or the arts or, you know, or uh, not that music isn't artistic, but you know what I mean, uh, uh, playwrights and things like that. Who knows? Maybe Shakespeare had a lot of friends die around him and <laughs> those inspired his plays, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I do, I do, uh, I like all the different concepts, so. But um, Matt, you were were you gonna were you trying to say something? I sometimes I get yapping and I and I don't always hear if someone's. Oh trying no to say no, <laughs> no. I think you know. I I think really um, uh, there's a lot of talk about like the afterlife and mm-hmm. you know if there is one and heaven and hell and stuff like that. But I think the point is to be happy while you're here. Bingo. Um, yes. I think and live your live your life the way you choose rather than what you've settled for. Yes. No. And that, excuse me, that I have to agree with. I think too many people are, I don't want to say wasting their lives, but too many people are focusing their life so they can have a good afterlife. And it's like, I don't think that that's the design. I think the the design is, is whether it's, we come around more than once or we come here once is to come here and live our lives to the best we can to enjoy it, not get hung up on the little shit. And I have a tendency to get hung up on the little shit. You know, I, I, I focus on stuff, but I'm getting better. I'm learning. I'm doing better. I'm, I'm learning to let stuff go quicker because it doesn't do me any good because in all honesty, it comes down to that whole, someone cuts you off in traffic. They cut you off in traffic. Half the time, they don't even know they cut you off in traffic, but you could sit there and stew about it for 10 minutes. What is that? Right, yeah. You know, Right. So it's like take that Anger out of is a useless emotion. Yes, exactly. And that's <laughs> see that that I need to learn more of that. And I'm, you know, even though I'm pushing 50, I'm not too old to learn that stuff. You know, so many people are like, "Well, I'm in my ways. I'm set in my ways." I got friends who are like, "I'm never going to change." Why? Why can't you start trying? <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah why saying, can't you Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's What's that? That is great for that. That is great for that um, because you know I'm I'm very emotional and emotional driven. So everything to me can be like a big, you know, dramatic production. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but he's he's very compartmentalized about things, and he, I would say that's one of the one of because there there are many, um, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. definitely one of the things that I get the most benefit I think from is just his ability to like refocus me on like is this really something that matters. Um, you know, because most of the time it's because I'm overthinking and I'm, you know, all these thoughts going through my mind and really I'm, he can just get me to refocus on like, let's just think about this issue and the other. That's, I get it. I, I'm, I'm more like you are. And I had a friend. Yeah, one, I, I, I thought so. Yeah. Well, and one of the things, one of the things actually that that got me to start this podcast is I had uh, um, my friend, my best friend of thirty years, one day just suddenly died, and then within a couple months, our mutual friend of twenty five years died, and then a couple like mm-hmm. a month after that, my brother died. So it was like death, 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 all in a row. Um, and I got to thinking, I'm like, you know, and James was the first guy's name. I was like, you know, how would James approach this? And James would approach it from a, a logical standpoint. He, I, I referred to him as my Spock, you know, and it was like, okay, he would, he would kind of have that where there were times where I would sit there and just go on and bitch about something. He's like, yeah. And, you know, he was very grounded and, uh, but because of all the three of them, you know, uh, 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 you know, dying within such a short period of time, it got me thinking, it's like back to what Matt was saying about leaving a legacy. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I want to be able to help people from this tragedy. I want to be able to, you know, do what I can in the way that I can, you know, I can't go and cure any kind of disease. Cause I don't have that in me. And honestly, I don't know if I'd want to, you know, not saying I have this selfish vendetta against humanity to be like, no, if I knew the cure for something, I wouldn't do it. No, what I'm saying is I don't think I have the capacity <laughs> in me to do it, but, uh, um, but where it's like, you know, I feel this is a way for me to be able to help with the skills that I have, which, you know, is I'm a blabbermouth and why not go and start a podcast about it? And so I think what works with you and Matt is you guys kind of balance each other out. You know, um, Chris does that for me too, as well. You know, there are times Chris and I have this saying where I will, you know, and I'm not going to bother trying to explain it, but he'll, when I start getting ground, you know, getting off the rails, he'll, he'll just say this thing that I know exactly what he's talking about because we've had the conversation. And so we're able to just kind of go, you know, it's a reset. And so when you're having those moments where you're getting a little more worked up, Matt is the person who can say, okay, now let's, let's think about this. You know, <laughs> he's the reasonable one. And, and, you know, and I believe me, I wasn't the reasonable one. So, but, uh, um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's, that's great that you guys are able to have this creative partnership out of happenstance. You know, that's exciting to me. I love hearing stories like that. You know, I love hearing. Yeah, it, it, it's been an interesting, uh, interesting two years or a year and a half or uh, five years or whatever it's been. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm too- it seems like longer. <laughs> That could be a good we and a just, bad we, thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, we, we've, we've accomplished a lot and, uh, yeah. you know, we're really good friends and, uh, that's what I was going to say uh, is to do all that in a year and a half is impressive as hell. Yeah. And we're, you know, there's a lot more to come. Um, nice. you know, right now for me, it's just a time issue. Uh, 
you know, I can't sit down and write because I have a, you know, a two hour commute each way to work, you know, back and forth to work. And then, you know, I do that four days a week and then there's a, you know, time for doing laundry and stuff. But, uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, there's more to come and, um, I'm hoping that, you know, uh, at least something that I write or we write has an effect on people. Because to me, that's the most important thing is being able to help people. And I want to, like you, you mentioned, I want to help as many people as I can. And, uh, you know, if reading my stories and, you know, uh, makes people think like, hey, I can do that or damn, I don't want to be like that guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. So that gives them some like impetus for change or whatever. Then I'm all for it. There you go. There you go. So, well, Hey guys, I really enjoyed our conversation and, uh, I want to check out some of those things that you guys are working on. Um, uh, if you could hang on after we're done and, and, uh, I want to get those links and those, uh, uh, you know, any kind of information that I can put in the descriptions because I want people, you know, people that are listening to this to be able to go check those things out as well. So um, anyway, uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, you guys, uh, you have any you know, last words, if you will? Any last things you'd like to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this guy's been talking long enough. I'm tuning out. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, I don't know what happened in the big picture because nobody does. But, um, uh-uh. you know, in, in, in the time that I have here, like, I know that I want Matt to be a part of that time. Nice. And I, um, to me, that's just the things that we will create and do. Um I think that's going to shape the rest of whatever is left here. There you go. That's, I like that. I like the fact that you've got, you've got someone to finish the journey with, you know? So Yeah, exactly. Very nice. Well, Hey, thank you for coming yeah. on. Oh, uh, sorry, Matt. I, yeah, you guess I'm like trying to close the door oh, on you guys for, and all that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, for me, I just want to get shit done. I mean, I got so much in my brain that, you know, need, I need to, like, get out. And, uh, you know, writing is sort of therapeutic for me in some ways. That, and, yeah. You know, I, I, can, have, I, uh, I have many more stories to tell and many more stories to create and things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to getting that stuff out of my brain so I can get new stuff in. I get it. I get it. So, well, when you get, you know, when you start getting more of those things going, definitely send them my way. I'd love to check them out. Yeah, sure. But, we'll do that. Okay. Thank you for having us. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, I had an interesting conversation. It, totally. Yeah. And, and, and it was just, you know, it's just nice to kind of get where you guys are coming from. And I, I, I've kind of changed the format a bit of the podcast because, you know, I used to just kind of jump right into the question uh, or sooner in the conversation. It's like, you know what? I want to get people to know your background. So I'm glad you guys shared that um, and gave us a little bit of, uh, you know, insight into where you're coming from so that when you do give an answer, because, you know, it's not like stopping someone on the street going, what do you think happens when you die? You know, it's 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 I want people <laughs> to know you guys, you know, but uh, thank you for yeah. sharing. I know uh, 
that it's not it's a fresh thing for cat you know so i i i appreciate what that you are you're 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 overcoming you're dealing you're coping and you know and it's it's one of those things that you know again not everything happens for a reason but certain things are meant to be and if there's one one good thing that could come out of his death is your relationship now that you've got with Matt, which is seeming very strong. So that's very cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a like I said, it's been a ride, and uh, it's only going to be uh, better as time goes on, and we get more things under our belt, and uh, it'll just be interesting. Absolutely. So again, uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, you guys have yourself a good. Rest of the weekend. All right. You too. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. And that's my conversation with Matt and Kat. I love that conversation. It's very inspirational to hear that you can go for things that you, on paper, are not qualified for. Fuck it. Take chances. Go for things. Do the thing you want to do. We need more of that. You know? So, anyway, this is, um, I'm going to basically put a whole bunch of links from their book, from their podcast, from their website. Uh, their website is mayihaveyourattentionplease.com. Nice and simple, easy to remember. The other stuff, I'm not going to try and rattle that off. So, in the meantime, have yourselves a good day. Have yourselves a good life. And you know what? Happy birthday to me. Fuck it.